0: Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is risen. Truly risen. Good morning. Good morning, Father. I have to admit it's very tempting, and I think it's actually apropos to see today's gospel reading as a metaphor for what the world is experiencing today. Because normally the gospel invites us to see ourselves as the paralytic. We are to see ourselves as someone who is paralyzed, who is sick with sin, and that when we depend on men, as this man has done for 38 years. Because he says, after Christ asks him, do you want to be healed? He says, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. But in today's society, where the largest denomination, and he put that in quotes, are those who have no religious affiliation at all here in the United States. And for... Europe particularly, which if the demographics continue in the direction that they're going now, um, all of Europe, most of Europe, is going to be Islamic by the year 2070. And some statistics show that in Britain, 5,000 people are converting to Islam every single year. So that projection of 2070 may come a lot sooner than anybody expects. We as a society and as a culture are paralyzed, especially when it comes to standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, turning our back on God is a bad idea. Hey, wait a minute, we Orthodox Christians have lived under the persecution of Islam for centuries. We know how bad it is. We're being killed at this very moment. Why are we laying down and rolling over and allowing this to happen? And we are paralyzed. We cannot and do not say anything as a society. In fact, we punish those who do speak out. And this, is, of course, is because Western society depends entirely upon mankind. And so if we reverse the order of what happens with the paralytic, we hear the paralytic say, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. And then... We ask the question, well, do you want to be healed? Well, I have no man to put me in the pool. Seems to be the answer that our society is giving today. Not that, yes, I want to be healed. Yes, I want God to act in my life. No, I don't have a man to put me in the pool. And of course, we also see today Peter healing Ananias. And we see Peter raising Tabitha from the dead. This is only possible because Peter doesn't bother to say, I have no man. He immediately puts his faith in our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. He knows that God has told him that if he asks that mountain to be moved, if he has even the tiniest bit of faith, yes, that mountain will be moved. And so he asks God to heal Ananias. He asks God to heal Tabitha. And they are healed. And what this demonstrates to us is that we need to be able to voice, to articulate, to argue for God. We need to be able to do it in a way that should people try to dismiss us out of hand, that try to shout us down and shut us up, they can't. And this requires us to do two things. Number one, and most importantly, is we need to be able to say, without a doubt, with no hesitation, and with full confidence, who God is. At first, the paralytic doesn't know. I don't know who, who, who healed me. But he did the right thing. He went to the temple to give thanks. And at the temple, Christ revealed himself See, you are healed. And then immediately, the paralytic went out and said, It was Jesus who healed me. We need to know who God is. We need to be able to say, He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We need to say why He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We need to be able to say, Christ is perfect God, perfect man, and why He is perfect God, perfect man. And if we are, then, to demonstrate the why, which is, at the very core, love. Because God boils down all of the law to two commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. Notice that word, love. And love God with all your strength, with all your heart, with all your mind. Love. God is Trinity because love. See, if God were one, He could not be love, because self-love is selfishness. It's not love. If God were two, still wouldn't be love, because you can love one other person to the exclusion of all others, and it's still selfish. If it's three, then there must be communication. There must be sacrifice. You must be able to have a relationship with these two other people, and be able to negotiate their needs, their desires, and be able to split your own and sacrifice your own time in order to demonstrate love to them. God, if he is love, must be Trinity. All other options, love goes out the window. Relationship goes out the window. How can you have a relationship with one when that one only loves itself? Christ is perfect God, perfect man. And the reason that he is perfect is so that that perfection that he is can be bestowed upon the humanity that he takes upon himself. So that everything that he has, everything that he is in his divinity might be shared with his humanity. And because we are created in the image and likeness of God, we are. Are one in essence. Our nature is universally shared among all human beings throughout time. And so when Christ takes on that nature, takes on that essence, and bestows upon it the potential of that perfection, it affects every single human being that has ever existed or will ever exist. And this is why He became a human being. This is why He suffered. This is why He died. This is why He rose on the third day. So that all of this could be shared with the entire human race. So that when He comes again in glory, that every single human being that ever was, ever is, or ever will be can share in that resurrection. The question place before us, is not whether or not you have eternal life. The question is not, will you bathe in the glory and the love of God? The question is, how will you enjoy that love and that glory and that life? If we spend a life denying Christ, if we spend a life denying the Trinity, if we spend a life denying our fellow human being, being bathed in the glory of God and His love, and the love of our fellow human being is not going to be a very pleasant experience. Because we've harbored a hate for all of it our entire life. These are the things that we need to make clear Ours is not to judge. Ours is not to condemn. Ours is to love. To welcome with open arms all of humanity. And that is why we are here today. Not for ourselves. But to beg God for the forgiveness of of the sins of all of humanity. That he give to us his body and his blood and through us to all of his people. And if we do this, if we make these kinds of statements, these kinds of actions, if we demonstrate to the world God's love, God's forgiveness, God's mercy. There is nothing that can stand up to God. It has happened over and over and over and over and over again. In the ancient world, you had an entire empire that spanned the known world collapse under the weight of Christianity and the love of Christians. It went from being pagan... And persecuting Christians to being a Christian empire. Today, Russia, after suffering 70 years of atheism, aggressive atheism that destroyed churches, that imprisoned priests, that killed millions, stands today as a world leader, defending Christians where the West sits on its hands. We need to stand up, and we need to demonstrate to the world God's way. And that way is paved with his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, and above all, his resurrection. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.